another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. Today we have a very special guest with us, Warren Reed, the founder and CEO of Wipe. With over two decades of deep expertise in the technology space, Warren has helped deliver a number of first-to-market technologies in New Zealand, including digital signage software that works directly on LG commercial screens, touch window and facial recognition technology. Over 20 years of working in the digital communication space has taught him that communication is a make or break for businesses. Wong's, uh, Wong's drive to do things better was the catalyst for Vibe and today his business helps companies communicate more effectively, more often and with less effort. Based in Auckland, Wong and his team have developed an impressive software as a service platform, YFYI which delivers business-critical information to hard-to-reach, deskless workforce and has an impressive list of New Zealand's largest companies and also its first offshore customer in the U.S. Outside of work, Wong is a serial medal winner, having represented New Zealand in the Canoe Marathon World Championships and taking out a gold medal. Hello, Juan. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. No worries. All right, let's dive right into the question. So, where did the idea for why FYI come from? Yeah, it's a bit of a funny story. So, we had recently pivoted from digital signage, um, or we pivoted the business to digital signage after 15 years of providing web design and development solutions. Um, and as part of that process of pivoting to digital signage, we had an offering um, which was a network of screens throughout cafes in Auckland called Cafe Media. Um, and these screens were delivering this entertainment-based content like news, weather, surf reports, traffic cameras and really cool stuff like that into um, cafes like a digital newspaper. Um, and out of the blue, I got a phone call from a CEO of a truck servicing company and he said, I'm sitting in your cafe, I'm watching one of your screens at the moment and I just love the content. I want this in my six branches across the North Island, but as well as having your entertaining content, I want to be able to put my own content up on the communication screens, the digital screens, so that I can communicate to my teams while they're having that, well, during their lunch breaks. Um, so it got me thinking, well, you know, that's a really good idea really good opportunity so we worked with the company to deliver the solution and it had an immediate impact on their staff engagement so straight away they were getting feedback from staff around comms that they'd never had before so we knew we were onto a onto something onto a good thing there so because of that one incident you changed your whole business pretty pretty much yeah we at that we, we spent a lot of time investigating the issues that they were pro uh, the problems that they were facing and when we sort of delve, started digging into that problem we then get, got other clients approaching us for the same issue so we realized that you know it was a big problem um, that the work workplace was facing so we knew that it was actually a niche in the digital signage market that we could sort of tap into and, and adapt our product to fit. So you, you, um, how do you 
pivoted. You ended the contracts with the old customer under the old business name, and you completely went new with this one. How did that happen? No, probably more so. It was phasing out the old services. So when we were doing website design and development, we um, told all our clients we're no longer doing it. You know, we sent the letter out saying we're no longer doing website design and development. The website design industry at the time, going this is going back six seven years ago. Uh, my gut feeling was it was on a race to zero. It was um, get, the cost of the market had dropped out and there was no value in there. It had turned into a commodity-based market. And so we, we switched to, we pivoted into digital signage and used our platform that we had um, developed for an enterprise website CMS system. That became the basis of our foundation for our digital signage offering. And it gave us some really extensive capabilities that made us market leaders in the digital signage space within a short space of time. Um, but we saw, I, I could see the writing was on the wall with the um, digital signage market as well, becoming very commodity driven. So we had to look at where our niche was. How could we get a niche offering within a digital signage space that wasn't going to become a commodity driven market? And that's when this opportunity came up with um, the trucking company and, and what that brought about, we knew that this was a real niche that we could get into and, and make a difference than just being a digital signage product. Well, okay, so it was like pure luck, right? This thing happened? Um, yeah, like it would, I think it would have happened anyway. I think we would have realized that um, there was a big gap in the internal communication space. There's no doubt that digital screens solved the communication challenge for that hard to reach workforce. I think we would have got there in the end, but it was just the way that we came about with this client and they brought about the idea. It sort of sparked that idea for me. Okay, so okay, from there, right? It was was it a pretty new idea for you to uh, work on, or did you need to go to a trajectory where you had to go and test the idea, and then check with your staff and everyone else who's on board whether this would be a good pivot? Um, really, it was when we made the like when this opportunity came up. It wasn't that big a change to what we're doing in digital signage. So really we could leverage the platform that we had developed for the digital signage market and provide a solution for this client without um, having to do a huge amount of development work. We, we, we sort of, when we developed our platform in digital signage, it was all about streaming communications or streaming content. And that's the hardest thing to be able to achieve with digital signage. So we'd already solved that problem. So when they came to us and said, well, we want to stream your content into our lunchrooms through digital screens, and we want to manage the communication content in between it, really it wasn't a big step for us to be able to deliver on that. But then we spent, we spent another two years refining the product offering to solve the challenges that digital signage places when it comes to using that tool for communications. So we spent a lot of time following that um, that opportunity. Once we knew there was a market opportunity there, we spent quite a bit of time refining the product offering to solve all the challenges that digital signage systems were placing on organizations. Because digital signage, screens and lunchroom, that's nothing new, but we've taken it to a whole different level. Um, we've really simplified really streamlined the way that internal comms teams can use digital screens to communicate. So tell me about digital screens. So every, anybody's uh, staff's birthday gets a shout out on the screen or if they need to do a special announcement, how does that know? Yeah, it's 
recognition, staff recognition, it's um, programs, it's embedding change programs within an organisations like culture-based programs, um, well-being. So we work with content experts that produce um, professional content, which we then take that content and we package it up and deliver it through Vibe. So really, uh, our, our purpose is about bringing information to life within the workforce that will engage workers. You know, there's a saying out there in the market that, and that's a, 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 a static message is a dead message. Now, when it comes to millennials, Generation Zs, they, they want lively content, they want animation, they want content that's really coming to life. Now, digital screens, um, digital signage solutions just is not, a, a, is not the vehicle for being able to achieve that. It puts a lot of overheads on the internal comms teams to be able to produce information at that sort of level. And so we, we set about solving that challenge and, and it's, it's a massive problem out there in the market about trying to engage uh, at the workforce, especially those workforce where they're not desk-bound. So you've got the um, non-desk-bound, non-wide workers, that makes up 80% of the global workplace. So the global workforce is made up primarily of people that aren't sitting in front of desks and it's very, very difficult to be able to connect and engage with that level of worker. Okay, what sectors would this um, new software for service be um, of use to? Manuf primarily around the, so if you look at the industry sectors where they've got a large deskless workforce, it's the manufacturing, um, it's the um, logistics, all those warehousing type um, business operations. Um, you've also got a lot of, um, also you look at what's happened with COVID, you've now got a big workforce that was working remotely from home. So, you know, Vibe's also solving the challenge of how you get culture-based messaging out to people while they're sitting at home at their desk working from home. Um, so we're leveraging the different digital vehicles to get information out. Um, and we're solving the, the challenges where you can't deliver culture-based messaging and wellbeing-based messaging, which requires frequency and repetition of information. When you use collaboration tools like Teams or Zoom or Slack, you, they just end up cluttering those tools. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity, you know, embedding change within a workplace using effective communication really takes time and it's about frequency of message and getting messages out to the worker in a really engaging format. Okay, so do you have any competitors in New Zealand? New Zealand? No, no. Luckily in New Zealand we don't have any competitors. Globally there's a, there's a couple of competitors out there, but we, I'd say we're just ahead of the game in terms of the way that we bring content to life. We make it so easy for organisations to manage their information and get it out immediately. Um, and the, the levels of integrations that we have within the digital workplace, the Office 365 suite of tools, uh, we've got about 25 plus different um, integrations within different applications. So we've got a lot of point of difference in the market at a global level, which we've just got to leverage now. So you sell the software to the company and they put the feed of the content inside the software or do they give you the content and then you push it out in the software and then give it to them? How, do you, how does that work? We, we provide the vehicle for them to get content out to their workplace using digital screens and lunchrooms, your screensavers, your default home browser tab on your Chrome browser. So we give them the vehicle that makes it really quick and easy to get content out. But then we've developed all these um, really lively templates that 
allows the internal comms teams to not have to worry about how you design or lay out your content on screen. All they have to worry about is messaging, and we bring that messaging to life using our templates. Um, and we also have content plans as well. So we've got ready-made content around that infotainment, like where this originated from, all that entertaining-based content. Um, and we've also got um, pro extensive programs around well-being, culture. We're just rolling out a program at the moment around uh, Māori Pacifica culture within the workplace, raising the awareness around culture within the workplace. So it's a really a, a, a click-to-button click way of getting programs out into the workplace without having to develop these programs internally. Do you train the staff on how to use the software or is it easy to use? Um, it, it's easy to use training. We, our, our whole philosophy when we develop a software product is you shouldn't need a user guide and you shouldn't need a training video to be able to use it. But you, you still need all that supporting material there to support people that want to refer back to it. So we do provide an initial um, half hour training session. We've got training videos, we've got knowledge base articles. But I, you know, my philosophy is that someone should be able to jump into a product and be able to work it out and use it. Okay. What about, approach, really. <laughs> that's great. Do you have competitors in Australia, like across the Tasman? Uh, I'm thinking, not really. The competitors that we've seen are Europe and um, US based. What about O-Media, o O-O-H-M-E-D-I-A, is that similar? No, no, they're just pushing out um, advertising based content through digital screens. So completely different than we're focused on internal comms within the workplace for that hard to reach deskless worker. Okay, so you've been in business since 2001, right? And this mm -hmm. vibe is basically a startup because you just started three years ago. And I was just wondering, uh, you had a different company name? Could you mention it? Yeah, yeah so that's Labyrinth Solutions. So 2001, we started out as Labyrinth Solutions um, and as, as I mentioned, you know, we pivoted the business, we went to digital signage, now we're working within the niche market within digital signage for internal comms. Um, so sticking with Labyrinth Solutions didn't work. So we, um, the main reason to change was we wanted to go all in on the buy platform. We knew the buy offering is a, is a massive opportunity for us. So to go boots and all, we wanted to change the company name, um, rebrand, go through, refocus the business and and changing to Bibe.fyi has allowed us to do that. Um, but it's been really positive. It's not only aligned the team, but it's really aligned our customers. The, our customers love the name Vibe. It's, you know, their Vibe screens, their Vibe channels internally for communications. We call our customers Vibesters. So we really play on the word Vibe as well. And, and, uh, and it's really become quite a synonymous brand now in New Zealand for internal communications. So, if I may ask, what is FYI? Why there? Because people will put vibe.com or vibe.com.nz. Um, what is FYI? So, vibe for your information um, is just the perfect fit. So, FYI mm -hmm. for your information. Um, we saw that the vibe.fyi domain name was available when these new domain names came out. So, it was really just the perfect fit by getting the vibe.fyi vibe for your information which really is exactly what vibe's all about okay all right um just going back to uh when you started because um as i understand you have run the business all this while with your own funding um and you, <clears throat> and you yep. said there was a bank loan um maybe you could take us back to 
2001 during the dot com era when you had this you 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 were pretty much a novel a novel then right um coming up with all these tech ideas were there any the hardships that you went through to start the business then not really i think we've learned a lot um when we started out as labyrinth solutions 2001 doing website development um we we started in the website game when everyone else was getting into the website game so it was pretty pretty common um we we've transitioned the business to just stay ahead of the curve really um stay away from becoming a commodity driven product where it all comes down to um the race to the bottom who's going to be the the cheapest product on the market so it's about just pivoting your business and changing your direction and and keep finding that niche where you're not going to be just a um dollar value of a product and a commodity driven product So you started the company as a one man show? No, there's always um a couple of us in the business and we slowly built the team from there. But with pivoting and changing the direction of the business, it's meant that we've sort of over the last uh probably 5 to 10 years, there hasn't been a lot of growth while we've been finding our feet on this new product offering. So we've really had to adapt where we where we want to get to and and doing that without um, bringing investors on board. So we we've sort of made the decision that we wanted to get the build value in the buy platform and the buy business before we look to bring an investor on board mm-hmm. now there's two approaches when you go when you're a startup and especially when you're a saas based organization you either bring an investor early on into the business which means you're going to end up having to give away a big chunk of your 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 shareholding of the business The other thing that generally happens is you end up chasing the money. You spend a lot of time and effort looking for where your next round of funding is going to come from. So we didn't want to be in that position. We wanted to build value in the business before we go to a venture capitalist. Um, and when we go to a venture capitalist, we want to get funding to take our growth to the next level. because we've already established the product so now it's going to be when we get venture capital on board it's it's going to be about growing the business um through explosive growth rather than getting funding on board or getting an investor on board to help develop a product it puts a lot of stress on on um, the organization having to develop a product and grow rapidly to keep investors happy that's that's a very tough proposition to be in or a very tough position to be in I should say. I was just wondering why are you interested in venture capitalists? Capitalists now since you've done well for the last 20 years on your own uh, juice. Uh because t- take the 20 years out of it really it's where we are now with Vibe which is really 3 years. You know, we we we're pretty much a, a startup with Vibe um with 3 to 20 years of experience. So oh. really the business is completely new now over the last 3 years. So Um the reason why we we would look to get a, a VC on board is to take us to the next level of growth. So with SaaS businesses, um you burn a lot of cash. You 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 get into that trap where um if you want to grow quickly, you need more funding because SaaS businesses grow slowly through incremental recurring revenue. Um and it means that you you're burning um your cash to be able to grow the business while you producing a product. Now, we want to build value on our business before we go to the market. So when we do get an investor on board, we're not giving away a big chunk of the organization to get the level of funding that we need. Um and we want a VC to come on board to grow our growth into new markets 
and give us like exponential growth into new markets. So really supercharge our growth is what we're looking for when we go to VCs. But we're not going to go to a VC until we're, we've meet our target for our ARR revenue. So our annual recurring revenue, once that's at a point where we're um, satisfied, hopefully VCs will start to um, seek us out. We won't have to go to a VC because we'll be a substantial um, SaaS business and a VC will want to come on board. So when do you think you'll reach that point? Next year? This year? Yeah, it'll be sometime next year. We've got a pretty high aspiration in terms of where we want that ARR revenue to be um, and we're tracking for that to be midway through next year. Okay, so this is um, um, a software for a service. So 100% developed in-house by New Zealander tech experts? Correct. Okay. And yep. it's only one product, right, at the moment? Yeah, one product offering that does a number of things. Um, and so our focus is really on um, focused on a niche market, and that niche market is internal comms for the hard-to-reach workforce. And it'll be build, uh, building all the tools, ready-made content suite of information specifically to that target market. So we'll be looking at building a suite of content programs for health and safety. We've got a very good suite of content programs for well-being and culture, um, diversification in the workplace, and then health and safety will be another area that we'll look to build up um, a range of programs for. Okay, so how did this uh, um, American customer come about? Uh, they found us through the website. They had gone to uh, market looked at all the products. This competitor that I mentioned, um, that you know, there's a couple of competitors in the market. They'd gone to that competitor. Our pricing was similar, but they said our product was just far superior in terms of capabilities, ease of use. So we we really stood out in terms of just the capabilities and flexibility of our product offering um, versus a US company. So the interesting thing was they went with a New Zealand-based company. Um, rather than um, a company that was set up in, in the US um, just solely because our product was a better offering. So you can sell the product um, while being in New Zealand to overseas customers, is that right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, well, that'll be our, our focus is the North American market. Okay, why um, not the Tasman or Asia? Is it because uh, there isn't much um, exposure to this kind of software? A, a little bit. So if you look at the North American market, it's a very mature market that understands the real the importance of um, effective communications to the workforce. So looking at the American manufacturing market, they know that people are, is the, people are the most important aspect of their business, and they know the importance of um, effective communication drives employee engagement. Employee engagement drives business productivity. So the the North American market is probably the most mature market for us to get into where they know that they need this form of application, that this product will be a must-have for them. Okay, any aspirations? Um, because VC basically brings you money and also um, growth, but what about going public? Is that down the line, going public listed? Yeah, it will be down the line. Um, our focus is on growth and scalability at the moment. So when we meet our reoccurring revenue targets, we may look to the public side of it, but we would need to be backed by a VC to go down that public um, listing. 
Okay, tell me about the company. Is it 100% yours or do you have a partner and how many staff do you have? Yeah, company is 100% my wife and I mm-hmm. and we've got nine staff currently and we're sort of starting to get into that growth phase. And you're looking to, uh, is it all software engineers? No, so with the dev team, um, support team, uh, sales, we're looking at building a solid sales engine that we can scale, so the sales team um, and marketing. Okay. getting that marketing engine right as well. So when that guy called you and said that he wanted this and that, did you take a long time to pivot to change the software or was it like a, a you know, just a nut and bolt here and then, you know, voila, you can use the software? No, it was a quick, it was a quick change. Because we had, we already had the capabilities with our cafe media offering, it wasn't a huge step to be able to provide internal comms. And really the last, so we've spent two years you know, with the MVP offering so we had a minimal viable product which we had um, in market when we knew that we wanted to get into this market we put an MVP product that allowed us to get into the market quickly and test the market and prove the market so we, we we've proven the market opportunity we know there is a massive need globally for effective internal communications and it's a major problem globally um, so proving that market was our as was our number one step then it was really just understanding where our growth was going to come from, making sure that we had taken the product from an MVP to being a polished product offering. And, you know, we we got some really good learnings over those two years. So the last, so that was the two years of running the MVP. And now we've spent the last 12 months refining our offering, getting our sales engine right, getting our marketing engine right, just aligning all the ducks so that we can start scaling um, on a global scale. Okay, so could you just tell me, are you a techie? Do you have a tech background? Yeah, yeah, my, my background is techie, so I do have a tech, tech background. All right. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> no worries. And how much do you think you're willing to give to this VC that you're seeking out? Like how many percent? Uh, that, uh, that will come down to where our ARR is sitting. It all comes down to the recurring revenue. Okay, because um, normally they take quite a bit. So are you willing, and you would lose control. Uh, is that all right with you? Or you want to have control? Um, it depends where we are in the life cycle of the business. Uh, not all VCs are going to want, you know, we're not dealing with a private equity. We wouldn't be dealing with a private equity firm, which wants total control. We'd be looking more of a VC that is wanting to just invest in the business and probably would want to take you know, 20% shareholding type of thing. Well, you know, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Um, yeah, with that, that's a discussion we sort of need to look at depending on who the VC is, what value proposition they're going to add to our business, how they're going to help us scale quickly, you know, how, they, how will they supercharge our business. Okay, what about uh, any specific geography? Are you looking for Americans, Australians, or your home country, New Zealand? From a VC point of view? Yeah, are you open to anyone? Yeah, we, to be honest, North, the North American market is a massive market for us, so having a VC out of North America would be beneficial. Um, it, but it's not to say that we wouldn't look at other opportunities. We're not just going to focus on North America. There's, there's a big, big wide world out there, so we'll be looking at other markets as well. Awesome. Okay, and that is all the time that we have today. We've been speaking to... 
Wong Ri, the CEO and founder of Y. Thank you, Wong, for joining us today. Cool. Thank you, June. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. The pleasure is all ours. Be sure to catch our next episode where we feature another awesome entrepreneur from across the Tasman. Thank you.